1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim and Eden. Hi, Eden. Hi, Kim. How's it going? Awesome. Good. How's your new puppy?
2: (laughs) Um, It's So far, it's okay. Yeah, it's it's something, you know, I, I was reluctant about it, but I did it for Taylor. She really wanted this, so I gave in after years of her asking for it, so... Is the here. puppy going to sleep in her room?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's good. Cause then you won't get woken up by the crying at night. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I have not had a puppy. We we've always gotten dogs that were like slightly older than a puppy. So I haven't had a puppy in years. So I forget yeah. all the the baby yeah. qualities they have.
2: Yeah. Same, same here. It's been many years and i um, not really that thrilled about that part of it, but she's, it's her dog. So she's taking responsibility um and when she leaves one day moves out she'll take the dog
1: yeah and then you'll be begging for the dog to come back maybe <laughs> <you can> see <laughs> that happened like i got i got a dog and and when i moved out then my parents kept the dog because i couldn't find a place that allowed dogs and my mom really wanted to keep the dog and so it kind of became their dog even though yeah. it was really my dog <laughs>
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think you never uh, know. apartments now, I think they, I feel like they, they allowed pets. Yeah. It depends. More. I guess it depends yeah. what you, what you get. Yeah. But
1: anyways, um, I just wanted to remind our listeners to check out talk much easier way to find all our episodes. Um, it's really increased our audience and our listeners and the, the global reach, which is great. Yeah. That's what it was meant for. So we're, we're really um, grateful for you all going to the website.
2: And so um, I shout, hold on, shout out, shout out for, you know, to Skylar, my daughter for creating the website.
1: Yes, yes. And for our beautiful posts and all of our, our stuff that's posted on our Facebook and Instagram is done by Skylar and she does an amazing job. Yeah. Okay, so I want to introduce our guest. And I want to first say that um, I have known our guest for many years. I think it's been almost 10 years now. And she's uh-huh. a dear friend, she's a dear friend of mine. And gosh, we, we met back when I was doing um, Willow Tree Women's Circle in LA and Orange County, and she started attending and we connected and um started to hang out and become friends and have quite a large amount of mutual friends in our circle (laughs) and their circles, I would say. Um, and, um, she went through my life coach certification program and I know her family and her daughter used to babysit my kids and all kinds (laughs) of things. Um, she's very close to my kids as well. And so, um, I want to introduce Barbie. I'm going to have her tell you more, tell you all more about her, but she is um, a successful author and coach. Um, She helps coach people and counsel people that are victims of sexual abuse and different trauma, PTSD, um, any types of mental health issues that she will go into and explain more. She does some speaking, she does interviews on podcasts like ours. um and she's just a really special amazing person and then Eden you know her a little bit as well from doing readings and from going to events
2: yes you introduced us and uh we got I got to do a reading for her yes and you know I'm not going to talk about what happened in the session unless she wants to but it's similar to the topic of the day that what we're going to talk about today Mm, yeah yeah Okay, well, we'll start. So welcome, okay. Barbie. Thank
3: you. Thank you. That's
1: quite an introduction. So thank you very much. Thank you. And I'm really happy to be here. Yes. Yeah. And I want to I wanna first, um, I want you to tell everyone at the beginning and at the end of the show um, your way to find you, like your website or your social media. Okay, well, my social media, I'm on
3: all avenues of social media and it's just under Barbie Jolliffe. So um, that you can, and it's B-A-R-B-I, Jolliffe, J-O-L-L-I-F-F-E. My website is barbiejolliffecoaching.com. So you can find me and my phone number is really easy on my um, Gmail to find from any of those or any way to contact me from any, I
1: mean, I'm on all social media platforms. Awesome. Yeah. And and although we'll be going into several different topics today, I feel that this is something that we haven't really deeply talked about on the show. We like to talk about different mental health awareness um, topics. And this is something that someone listening might have experienced or know someone who's experienced and it may help them. And so I just wanted to make sure that they know how to reach you.
2: And I would just want to say also in what we're about to talk about, there's no shame in, uh, talking about the truth, you know, sharing, sharing your stories in something like this, because it can be, you know, there's a stigma around this. Right.
1: We're, we're reducing that stigma. So yeah,
2: um, that's, what's important.
1: So I know your passion and purpose, Barbie is to help people heal trauma, especially those who've experienced sexual abuse. I also know this began from your own traumatic experiences with your family experiencing this. Can you tell us your story or so obviously a short version and, Right, right. Um, and how did you heal?
3: Um, my story is I am a mom of five amazing grown humans. Um, but about 14 years ago, we started realizing that my oldest son was kind of... Um, Slipping away, doing some, you know, acting on un- abnormal, um, cutting and doing a few things. So long story short, fast forward, we find out that he has been abused by our Catholic priest or a small rural community. So it's a very, you know, very small. He's like a family friend besides being the priest. Um, we move out of the area, put him in recovery because he's into drugs and alcohol, put him into recovery. We've got one daughter married, one in college, take the twins who are our youngest and move to Southern California and put them in a performing arts school, which is where I met you right after that. And um, then my youngest son came forward to let us know that he had been abused too. And so it was really quite a nightmare. It's like a nightmare twice um, that you're going through over and over. And as you're as I was trying to heal everybody, my kids, my, you know, get the boys help, get the girls help because the whole family is falling apart over something mm-hmm. that traumatic. Um, it just, I really discovered was my passion to, um, help others get through this and to find all the ways I could to, heal myself, heal my family, heal the kids and help others heal because it's such a traumatic thing to go through for the survivors, but also for the families and, you know, yeah. the loved ones of a, of a survivor, because it's just as hard for them when all of a sudden you find out your loved one has been abused. Were the
2: boys abused by the same priest? Yes. Okay. They were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So when I know, um, you were, have worked with other survivors now um, who experience PTSD for right. uh, Yeah. And what is it like and, um, to work with them, and how do they heal from it? Um, PTSD
3: is very common. My youngest son, in fact, had PTSD-related full grand mal chronic tonic seizures for a couple of years before he came forward and told us. Just kept saying he knew about his brother. And then afterwards, he still had him for a long time until he worked through a lot of the trauma. Um, and he still has to really keep on track of himself. PTSD is extremely common in all sexual abuse, and also for the families too, because you are just in complete shock, and you have to really learn what your triggers are. You have to learn, like you know, what days of the week, what days of the month or the year, what sense, what what colors, what roads you drive down. There's all sorts of things that can trigger a person, especially the survivor. And then the loved one has to really watch what things are going to trigger their survivor so that they can kind of help them and work around that. Um, But PTSD is so common because you're, you know, you have, you're remembering it. It Yeah.
1: And, and didn't he, he, didn't he pass <laughs> away, the priest, before you had a chance to report anything?
3: Yes, he did. That's why the boys actually came forward so young.
1: Yeah. Most so you people, can... the
3: average age for a man to come forward is between forty-eight and fifty-two. Wow! Oh mm-hmm. my gosh!
2: But they felt safe enough to uh, come forward because he had passed away. Yes. And when I asked my oldest son,
3: two days after he died, I had asked him again, because we'd been asking him a few times. And he said, yeah, why? And I said, why did you never, why hadn't you ever said anything before? And he said, because I promised him. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Because they're groomed. They're very groomed.
2: Yes. And I don't know if you want to share about your experience with me sure but it was that's the one who can i say it <laughs> sure no <laughs> the, go ahead uh-huh. the priest the priest came through in the reading right and i didn't know anything about it I, that this had happened to her boys and he came through it was i don't know how you can say how how that felt for you it but, was awful
3: it was yeah it was actually awful and we had to like really stop things for a little bit and make him not Go away and it was uh yeah. it was just amazing that you know as soon as we started there he was and eden didn't yeah. know and it was really bad really dark energy immediately yeah
1: mm-hmm. wow yeah you, were you were you when he came through eden were you able to tell if he had crossed over or was he kind of stuck or you don't know
2: oh do you mean that he fully transitioned yeah Oh my gosh! I can't remember. It was a while ago, but I I think um, it was I think he was on the other side. But what happens is, in my experience, I can say that they go to a darker place when they have karma like that. hmm They have so to he he wasn't in the light.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. He has very dark,
3: very dark karma. There was many boys before my boys. They're always yeah. Are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's something with sexual abuse. That's common, right? Like that, that mm-hmm. it's many.
3: Oh, always, always. They don't just
2: have one. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. And, and then backtracking a little bit, you mentioned that one of your sons had, um, uh, seizures. Was that because of a PTSD? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. So it never- can affect, it can affect the physical too. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
3: You know that there's a book called The Body Keeps Score? Yes, a, I know that. Yeah, it's a phenomenal book. <laughs> and it's um, very big in the sexual abuse world. We we recommend it a lot to survivors um, in, my, in my leadership group that I'm in, and we recommend it quite a bit. We, It's a very, very good book. It is so true. If you do not really work through that trauma, it's going to manifest itself and come out at some point in your life in something not healthy because you, that, you know. Yeah,
1: it and that's, so with, my, that's with,
3: that's with pretty much every trauma. Every trauma, every trauma. It is, it, it's not only that trauma. That book is not only about sexual abuse trauma. It's just letting you know that you have to work through the trauma because it is going to. um,
2: Right, it'll come up. We had, we had Dr. Sarah Evans on not too long ago, and she talked about how Freud said that um theory was whatever gets repressed gets expressed very true yeah so that goes along with that book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it will come up no matter what right I listened yeah. to her she's very good yeah
1: um and so one of your ways that besides what you do now with, with coaching and counseling um people that have gone through things like this um one of the ways to heal was also um talking about it in books and so can you talk about um, how you did that, like, and how it felt?
3: Um, it was, you know, I, it, I was just starting to like be able to talk about it and just so it was good for me to like write it out and feel stronger. Like every time, you know, you when you're first being able to talk about your story, you it You feel stronger every time you do because you feel you heal more every time you're able to tell your story, especially when you're first at that point of being able to tell it because you feel so ashamed for so long and so much guilt. So writing it was really good and it was really healing even more so to be able to write it and to realize that, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't an awful, it was a terrible thing, but it wasn't something so many people, it's happened to so many people and most people keep it hidden and quiet and don't want anybody to know. And so people really need to realize that it's okay to say it. And then right after that, you know, more and more have come out the gymnastic after I put that story out, the gymnastics have come out and, yeah. you know, there's so much more. So it's not, it's just not just the Catholic church, it's everywhere. And everybody needs to t- story or everybody needs to at least reach out and get some help. If you don't want to tell your story, that's fine. You can keep quiet. You just still need to be able to deal with it so that you can heal
1: right and it's coming out more even with um like the me too movement and Mm -hmm. you know women women are realizing oh well that wasn't appropriate like oh you know because it was so even i I remember even being a hostess at restaurants being 16 and having my ass grabbed or you know the managers coming around and and you know acting like they want to get with me and they were adults And not getting upset by it. Just going, oh, well, that's just like how men are. Exactly. It was more like that then. And it's nice that it's coming out like, oh, no, no, that's not acceptable. You know? It definitely, it's very nice that that's not coming out,
3: that it's not acceptable. Because we did take a lot of that and just didn't think anything about it. You know, a lot of things happen that we let slide. And then that at least, you know our daughters hopefully won't.
1: Right. They won't experience it. Absolutely. Hopefully. What okay. should people look
2: out for with these predators? To um, avoid. <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: I'm, well, you should never, like in my case, I was what you would consider a cradle Catholic. My has we both were our whole family. We were born and raised Catholic. So, we just gave trust no matter what that unwarranted trust. Oh, he's a priest. You didn't even, you know, decide whether you liked him or not. You just trusted him because they're a priest. That's what you knew to do in a lot of organized religions. That's just the way it is. The new pastor, the new rabbi, the new, whatever comes in, you just trust them because that's what you're supposed to do especially if you are born and raised into that religion so you should always really listen to your gut feeling turn off that monkey chatter and really be aware and talk to your kids talk 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 to your kids tell them you know teach them that nobody is supposed to touch those places and teach them the proper names of the, you know, of their body parts. And so they can feel free to tell you if anybody ever does no secrets, always tell your kids, no secrets, no secrets. And, you know, even a coach, a teacher, anybody, a neighbor, uh, you're somebody in your family, it doesn't, there's so most people, most children are abused by somebody that they know. So make sure that you listen to your gut feelings. Do not ever overrule your gut
1: feeling yeah Yeah. and where where are some of the most common places that this happens
3: um everywhere there is no it
1: it happens absolutely
3: everywhere it is just as common at a church as at school as it is with the next door neighbor the grandpa the uncle the mother, the father, I mean, it, you know, just as many little girls as little boys are, it's almost equal. How many are abused and it happens absolutely everywhere.
2: We had, Uh, um, in my younger daughter's, uh, class, fourth grade class, the teacher was accused of doing that. Um, we still to this day don't know if it really happened, but he was fired. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. He had, he did have girls like little girls sit on his lap (laughs) And that you know these days you can't do that
3: no you can't no you can't do well and it, here's the thing you need to always remember kids don't make up that a child's mind doesn't think about sexual things so a child doesn't make up that somebody touched their, an adult did that to them they their mind doesn't so if they tell you those things happened, it happened because they mm. don't you know and 70% of the time, children are not believed by adults. Adults think, oh, they're making that up." piece. That person is such a nice person. But they're not.
2: Okay, and so then they tell you and then
3: they keep quiet because then they think, well, nobody believed me. And the predator has told the kid over and over, nobody's going to believe you, nobody's going to believe you. And then they might say something and nobody does. But if a child says it, they're you know, if you think of a child's mind, they're not going to imagine that some adult did that to them. Their minds don't, you know, I mean, occasionally there's a very sick child, but 90% of 99% of the kids, they don't.
2: They don't
3: in those things.
2: Yeah. We have to believe them.
1: For someone who, who has experienced this or for those out there that have some sort of trauma or ptsd i know a lot of them feel like they're drowning in it and feel like mm-hmm. they'll never feel better um what are some words of encouragement or what do you suggest they do first to get to get healing because you're you're just proof right here that that you can if you want to and um and your family has done very well with that and so what would you say
3: it is. You can if you want to. And I would just start. I would start. Everybody has access to the internet. You can look up all sorts of things to do to um, help you with PTSD, all sorts of exercises and meditations and things to balance yourself and go on walks and drink lots of water and get out and you know, look up my coaching program and go through the, the <clears throat> 10 modules of that. There's just so many things that there, we have resources that people, you know, even 10 years ago when I was starting this journey, we didn't have the resources that are available. Now we spent thousands and thousands of dollars going to school to learn all these resources that are just available at your, you know, you can just do now. So there's so much that people can do. And, you know, really having bad PTSD, there is no shame in therapy there is no shame. in go to a good therapist. There's so many wonderful therapists
1: that people yeah. meet
3: mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely and your online program is amazing and I you know was privileged to you oh, know thank you work on it and read through it with you and I just feel like it's it's a must for people experiencing this and and you can work on it on your own or with her. <laughs> You know, that's that's the beauty of it if you're not ready yet to work with someone. But but, you know, from my own experience as well, you know, just just struggling with different things. I feel like you keep searching until you find the right person to work with. And there is a solution out there. But sometimes you do have to keep searching until it just gets just right. You know what I mean? You do.
3: Oh, you definitely do. You do. You have to you know, there's so many different coaches and therapists and programs. And you have to keep searching until you find the one you click with. And then when you do, you really do fit and you really do grow, but you can't give up. You have to, you know, and you have to have the will. If you really want to get better and lead a better life and find joy and happiness again, it's not just going to come to you and one day you're going to magically wake up and everything's going to be better. We have to really work at it. I mean, to really go through the trenches that we're in, we have to really pull ourselves out of them. And it's hard. It's so hard. And it's hard, you know, there, it's hard every day a lot of times, but you still have to know that it's, you know, there is good out there and life is beautiful. Life's a beautiful thing. So we have to, yeah. just really, you know, work hard to get all that
1: put back away. Well, and I think you have, you have such a good balance of being compassionate and non judgmental and warm, but you also have like the right pushing, like assertiveness to where you are like, all right, you're going to heal here. Damn it. You know, (laughs) I think think that's such a great balance in, in something like this. It's like, that's, you know, you're obviously meant to do this.
3: Well, thank you. I mean, I, I just feel such a passion for it, you know, but I don't, you know, I mean, there are people that, you know, if you don't want to help yourself, you can't help somebody. I have a son that is, I, my heartbreak, you know, my cross to bear is my heartbreak every day that I can't help him because you can't help somebody if they don't want to help themselves. And that was one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn. And yeah. it it's still, it's very, very hard. Yeah. Right. I was going to ask you how your boys,
2: are. I was going to ask you how your boys are. My youngest son is good. He works
3: at his, he works at everything. He stays you know, on top of his stuff, he stays with a great therapist. He does really well. You know, he gets up and exercises and does what he needs to do to stay, um, to stay okay. My oldest son is not good. And he hasn't been good in a long time. And he doesn't want to change that.
2: So you're expressing, um, there's so much, there's like a, a difference, such a difference between the two, because there's one who chose to do the work and one who is not doing the work. So you see um, right there the result.
3: Right. Exactly. And one, you know, and there's other circumstances. I mean, my older son was abused at a much worse level. And my older son was also given drugs and alcohol. So by the time he came forward, he was had been abused for a long time, which we didn't know. And he also was a drug addict by then because the first person that ever gave him any of those was a priest. My wow. younger son because the priest had died, he was only abused any abuse is bad but it wasn't it was a shorter time frame and he didn't get all of the drugs and alcohol because it was just wasn't didn't happen that way. Thank God thank wow. I mean thank but, but he
1: but he also the older one, also um, isn't willing to go get help when you ask him to, so you can't make someone. No, That's you can't, thing. no.
3: Oh no, we've had him in and out of several recovery centers and several different things. He's done wonderful things when he's willing to, but he doesn't want to. Right now, he does not want to go through the pain of drying out and doing facing humans because he has a lot of things he has to face a lot of things he has to face, you know, and he's just not strong enough to do that. You know, it's also the strength, the will of a person, because like my younger son is a much stronger constitution of a person. I feel, I mean, my older son obviously is because he keeps living through all the stuff, but in a different sense of a way. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. It's incredibly
2: hard. I can imagine. I mean, I can imagine how hard that is. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're, Barbie has a lot of grace.
2: But, um, <laughs> well, I'm very blessed. I still feel very
3: blessed. I have my other four kids. I mean, they're all great amazing kids and my other kids are just amazing humans and you know they're all doing so good and I'm so proud of you know they're all accomplishing great things. So it makes me feel like you know I have their
1: all we're okay. <laughs> yeah the first the first two people besides my mom that I go to for for advice about stuff with my kids, are Eden and Barbie. So thank you guys. Yeah. So um, Barbie, you know, we are aligned with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign for mental health awareness. How would you suggest um, people start talking more openly about their mental health struggles like you are right now?
3: Um, Well, (sighs) 90% of the people in AA, 90% of the people in NA and AA, 90% of the people that are homeless, which they are mentally ill when they're homeless, 90% of the people, it's all these 90% numbers to me, which is amazing too. Of the people that commit suicide, they have all been sexually abused as children. Wow. So there's a huge right there. It's like, you know, that Causes mental illness. If you're sexually abused as a child, and especially if you're sexually abused severely, um, that can cause such mental illness. You know, and it manifests itself and you put it away and you don't, you know, or even if you're just sexually abused one time as a child. You still you don't know what happens in your brain and how it works, and then later on it can come out and you can get into drugs. And, you know, you just don't know. And these kids, these people, then they get really sick and really mentally ill. And but if you were to start talking to most of these people through this campaign, I would guarantee you that almost all of them were sexually abused as children.
1: Wow. And so how? But how would someone? get like, if someone's scared to start talking openly about it, how would they start that? Like they have like a knowing inside of them that they'll feel better if they do, but they're scared to what's like the best way to like, to just get your feet wet and start. Um, you just have to be, I mean,
3: to reach out, you know, there's so many like anonymous ways to, if you don't, for you to reach out if you to reach out to somebody you know and like we have our survivor meet there's survivor meetings the survivors network it's not just for um people that were abused by clergy it could be people that were abused by anything they're like anonymous you know you could go on there anonymous you can go on there and talk to other survivors that are going through the same thing or that have been abused too there's lots of ways that you can reach out and you know you call the rape hotline you can call a lot of different um, places that you can call and that Rain is a wonderful organization. There's just so many places that you can like reach out anonymously and send different emails or different messages for people. On if, if they don't feel strong enough, like maybe talking to a friend or calling one of the 800 numbers and, or even just like my name and number are listed on ours. I get answer calls on our support group all the time. You know, there's all of those organizations have phone numbers where they might just, you know, one night at some point want to just reach out to somebody. They just have to be willing. There's no way or easy way to say it. They just have to be wanting at some point where they're ready to
2: get it off their chest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well yeah. It's,
2: it's just wonderful what you're doing to help others. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That you're finding the uh, the positive maybe and what happened with your family and you're doing good with it. You're doing something positive with that, with what happened. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I just knew it couldn't
3: destroy us, that it had to, I had to fight to not let it destroy, I mean, our, to destroy our family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I start getting like teary eyed because I feel like I've kind of known you like, through Through all of it through so much of it i know
3: i know and i feel like my kids didn't make it did make it my marriage did not my 30-year marriage did not my kids did you know and my son it's been a struggle forever but we're all okay i mean that's the thing you know the kids are all they're doing good and that's the that's what's important is it and i'm good and so that's we're all okay
1: i know yeah thank god
3: Mm -hmm. totally
1: So, all right. Well, how about you um, tell everybody again how to find you? And then, um, you know, for anyone listening, if if you need to be directed anywhere, you know, anywhere else, she can also point you to, you know, the perfect fit for you or she can help you herself.
3: Right. I have a lot of resources and I'm actually working with quite a few clients that I'm helping, like, keep them. I may be calm and through the steps of coaching them while they're in the middle of their lawsuits, because it's an open window for sexual abuse victims right now in California and a few other States. So that's, you know, without, that's just like a weekly or biweekly call to like, because that's one of the hardest times of your life is when you're having to relive all of that to go through a lawsuit. And a lot of people are doing that right now. Um, So, but you can find me at um, barbiejolliffecoaching.com. And I'm on all social medias and it's under Barbie Jolliffe. It's B-A-R-B-I-J-O-L-L-I-F-F-E.
2: Awesome.
1: Yes. And thank you for sharing and and bravely putting that out there and showing other people that they'll be okay and they can do the same.
3: Thank you. Thank you guys. Thank you both for having me.
1: You're
2: welcome. Yeah.
1: All right. Thank you everyone for listening.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSustin.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.